0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to episode 3 of the Heartway Podcast. I hope that episode 2 was useful to you. Uh, Today we're going to talk about something that is so absolutely vital for everyone, and that's conflict. You know, conflict's inevitable. I'm a sinner, everyone else is a sinner. The world is damaged by sin, and so we are inevitably going to have conflict. Specifically today, we're going to discuss unresolved conflict, and my hope and prayer is that... Through this podcast today, you might be inspired to seek to resolve some unresolved conflict. I've seen unresolved conflict so much everywhere. Uh, I even have it. In fact, this podcast is as much, if not more, useful for me than it is for all of you. That is how it is so many times when we as ministers preach, right? Uh, We create sermons that are not only for the congregation's needs, uh, but for our needs as individuals too. One thing uh, I really want to get across to you today, pastors, missionaries, and church planners, is don't leave your church or mission field just because you have conflict. Don't leave your conflict for other pastors and church planners to deal with. It is no wonder that so many churches today are infested with conflict. Uh, there has been so much unresolved conflict for so long that it has just resulted in very sick churches. Here's a side note, your church can be growing in number and be very sick. Also, your church can be shrinking in number and actually be healthy. Numerical presence at your church services is not necessarily indicative uh, of your church's health. I have seen large churches struggling internally. I have seen small churches thriving internally. But for various reasons, their church attendance just isn't indicative of that yet. Uh, This podcast today isn't about church growth, but I don't want you to think conflict isn't an issue in your church. If you think your church is conflict-free, you probably just aren't aware of it yet. Like I said, conflict is inevitable. Another idea that we need to grasp is we can't just let conflict fester in churches. I've heard so many times from ministers that they're just waiting for some problematic member to, to leave or to die. How many months, years, and decades are we going to let a church suffer because we don't want to address a conflict, but instead we're going to avoid it? We might be afraid of splitting a church or causing more conflict, but how much else is affected by letting conflict continue unaddressed? Is that problematic member and what he can do better than dealing with him, in a, him or her in a scriptural manner? I, I think many times that it isn't. And it's oftentimes worse because you're letting Satan have his way in your church through there never being any opportunity for peace. Isn't that what we want in our churches as pastors, missionaries, and church planners, peace? Today we're going to hear some of the ways to make peace in our church. We're going to look at how to address unresolved conflict. Or should we even address it or just overlook it? Because sometimes those conflicts aren't even worth addressing, but instead just forgiving and forgetting. The textbook for resolving conflict other than the bible is a book that really filters out the relevant parts of the bible for resolving conflict it is a book that was required when i was at texas baptist institute studying theology when i was at southwestern baptist theological seminary studying biblical counseling and was even recommended by an instructor in a secular mediation training that my wife gabby was doing it is the best book available for resolving conflicting conflicts and it's the book that uh, that I'm going to recommend and, and talk about a lot today and that book is The Peacemaker by Ken Sand. The book is outlined and summarized in four basic principles. Uh, number one, glorifying God. number two, get the log out of your own eye. This is the most difficult step and oftentimes the most skipped over step which in turn doesn't lead to the results you were hoping for in resolving a conflict. Number three, go and show your brother his fault. Make sure that you've adequately done step two before doing step three. Sometimes it is necessary to bring someone else in to help restore the conflict in a biblical manner. These people need to be and remain neutral. Let me say that again. These people need to be and remain neutral. They can act as mediators in a difficult situation where resolution wasn't reached by the offended uh, approaching the offender. If you are listening today and are someone who has been on the other end of this and has offended someone intentionally or most likely unintentionally, then be willing to apologize even if it seems uh, unnecessary because you didn't actually sin. You might even be in the right. However, sometimes those who are less mature and aren't as deep in the faith might come to you with offenses. As a mature Christian who is deep in the faith, you should understand, it is better to just apologize in this situation. Sure, it's a cut to the pride, but that's okay. Who is getting the glory? You or God? It should be God, and God will be glorified if we reconcile and apologize, humbling ourselves, even if we didn't do anything wrong. Think about Jesus. He was accused and willingly died on the cross. Did he do anything wrong? No. Did he deserve to be crucified? No. Who was in the wrong? The accusers, those who were offended. But who got the glory? God. Number four uh, is is the number four point in in this book, The Peacemakers, and and how uh, it's it's summarized. um, Number four is go and be reconciled. Reconciliation and glorifying God need to be the goal of addressing the conflict. If it is anything else, it won't work out as well. Today, I want to encourage you to come up with a plan to resolve your unresolved conflicts, that there might be restoration and God might be glorified. I want to encourage you to move forward. In the Peacemaker, Sand provides some questions for you to go through personally if you are involved in a conflict. To be an effective Peacemaker, you need to do the same thing, which will make you an effective counselor or a financial coach. Uh, which are some things that I do also and I'm willing to do to help you in any way I can. Uh, To be an effective peacemaker, you need to deal honestly with your own sins, your own faults, your own shortcomings, Um, just like effective counselors and effective financial coaches should be doing. An effective counselor needs counseling. An effective financial coach needs coaching. An effective minister needs ministering. An effective peacemaker needs peacemaking in his own life. 2 Timothy 2.11 mentions the need for cleansing in our personal lives from sin in order that we might be more useful to God for good works. We cleanse ourselves through repentance, confession, and personal change as peacemakers. The better we are at getting the log out of our own eye, the better equipped we are to help others. The questions that sand provides to go through personally to get the log out of your own eye before addressing a conflict are number 1. As you look back at the way you have handled this conflict, do you see a need for repentance? Number 2. Write an outline for your confession, including addressing those involved, avoiding excuses and blaming, admitting your specific sins, apologizing, understanding that others might not feel well due to our sinning. Accepting the consequences and considering how to reverse any damage you caused. Altering your behavior by coming up with specific ways to think, speak, or behave in the future. And asking for forgiveness, considering what might make it easier for them to forgive you. So you got that right in, in getting the log out of your own eye to go through this. Um, see see if you need to repent in any way and and write out a confession. Uh, with, with all those things I mentioned. And number three, uh, what idols do you need to flee from? How can you do it? What character, quality, or promise of God can you focus on uh, to help you overcome these idols? And number four, pick one character quality you wish to develop. Think of steps you will take to practice this quality. If you're on the flip side of this and you know that someone has something against you, then take the initiative in seeking peace. That is right, don't let it keep eating at you. Don't wait on the other person to address it first. That's right, you address it first. You may not have even done anything wrong in your own eyes, but you still have the responsibility to seek out peace. When you look at Matthew five twenty-three through 24 you can see that it is your responsibility to go to those who have something against you. This is necessary regardless of the legitimacy of their claims. You'll have a greater peace of mind if you have honestly faced the complaints that others have against you. Maybe they will point out some sins that you haven't even seen in yourself. Out of love for the one that is offended, we should initiate reconciliation. The reason being that we don't want it to eat at them and for them to fall away from God because we haven't initiated reconciliation. How do you know when to overlook someone's sin or address it? Well, consider these questions. If the answer is yes, it could indicate you need to address the conflict. Number one, is it dishonoring God? Specifically, is it harming the witness of your church? Number two, is it damaging your relationship with another person? Number three, is it hurting others? Number four, is it hurting the offender? Keep in mind, we shouldn't be eager to go and to show people their sins. This eagerness is often a sign of pride and spiritual immaturity which inhibits our ministry to others. We need to show others their sins carefully and prayerfully with the goals of glorifying God and reconciliation. We need to do so after we get the log out of our own eye. Many times after we get the log out of our own eye, we can see that the other's sin is not that serious. And our sin contributed just as much, if not more, to the conflict I know this is a lot to chew on, and there's a lot more that can be added, but it is where we're going to stop today. Um, I, I want to share with you a, a quick story to, to end this out with. Um, some of you may know who who have kept up with us for for a long time, in, in the different ministries and mission work we've done. That uh, several years ago, we were at a national meeting uh, with the American Baptist Association and uh we were we were just trying to go through the right steps to get on the mission field uh what we felt like were the were the proper steps that we were advised to do and basically there was a a problem with the timing of my ordination uh, and which resulted in a lot of people saying things uh people who didn't even know us uh saying saying negative things about us and uh, just people really getting caught up on, on the timing of this whole ordination thing. And it, and it ended with us just having to go a different route uh, to follow God's will, to get on the mission field. But but something that, that really stuck out to me from that that's made an impression on my life is one of those men who uh, who got up and, and said some things, not, not necessarily about us, but just contributed uh, to us, Having to go a different route again on the mission field later, um, uh, I was at an event and and he came up to me and he apologized. You know, I had nothing really particularly against this man. Um, I I uh, I didn't have any harsh feelings specifically towards him. I had I had moved on, but I really respected uh, what he did. He apparently he had some. Um, internal feeling about what went down and and he, he apologized and I appreciate that and today I, I respect him and, and today we're good friends um, and so um, I, I appreciate him for doing that if he's listening today he probably knows who he is um, and so I appreciate that so I hope you've been inspired today to address some of the unresolved conflict in your life I pray that God might be glorified and there might be reconciliation. Until next week, this has been Heartways Podcast, and we are here to help you with your issues at the source.